this is Steve Bowes, and welcome to a special series on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network, where we will talk with three leading HR technology providers about all things HR tech and the upcoming HR Technology Conference set for September 13th through 16th, 2022 in Las Vegas. But first, I'd like to thank our show sponsor, Paychex. This episode is sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. The current business and hiring environment has redefined what it takes to succeed as an HR professional, requiring HR leaders to adapt and innovate at lightning speed to help their organizations remain competitive. Download the 2022 Paychex Pulse of HR report to discover the tools and tactics your peers are using to deliver on both HR and business objectives faster and at scale while still meeting the evolving needs of their employees. Visit payx.me slash phr2022 to download your copy today. And thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network, and let's start the show. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. We have a great show today. I'm super excited. We are going to be talking with Sarah Best Todd and Karen Loiterstein from Equifax Workforce Solutions. Now, both Sarah Beth and Karen are speaking at the upcoming HR Technology Conference, which we will talk about some as well. But we're also going to learn a lot more about what Equifax does for people and for uh, through, uh, through employer services. And it's a great story. And I've been... Uh, Friends with the teams, quote, quote, unquote, at Equifax for a long time, and they've always uh, stood out to me as being just fantastic people, and it's no exception uh, with our guests today. Let me formally welcome them to the show. First, Sarah Beth Todd is the pre-sales leader for the employer services at Equifax Workforce Solutions. She is focused on helping HR leaders solve their complex challenges with innovative solutions and industry data. The pre-sales organization includes technical subject matter experts and a sales training team that Sarah Beth built from the ground up. Sarah Beth, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to chat with you and the listeners today. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, let's also welcome Karen. Karen, Karen Lorderstein is the ver- vertical marketing leader for the employer services workforce solutions division of Equifax. In this role, she oversees go-to-market execution, product marketing, and demand generation for the portfolio of solutions. For more than 20 years, Karen has pioneered first-of-its-kind marketing initiatives through leadership roles in many nationally recognized companies. Karen, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Steve. Happy to be here. I'm happy you're both here. Thanks so much. I mentioned at the top, I've had friends uh, at Equifax for forever. I was a customer of Equifax in a prior lifetime as well. But for folks who look, everybody knows the Equifax name. I think that's fairly uh, certain, I'd say, for people listening to the show. But they may not know as much as they should about just how important Equifax is, both in our industry, but also to employers and to people. So maybe we'll just start there. And uh, I'll ask Karen to start. Maybe just give us a little bit of a, I don't know, that 30,000 foot kind of overview of Equifax Workforce Services. And what are some of the things that you provide uh, to your employer clients? Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I think when people think about Equifax, they oftentimes think they think about the credit bureau. And although that's certainly a huge part of what we do, We also um, have an incredible amount of um, solutions that we offer to HR leaders and organizations. 
And part of what we do is help them solve critical challenges that they're facing today. There's no better time to be in HR. But this is also a very challenging time. You know, the admin mountain of work keeps growing. Um, the evolving expectations are putting hiring and retention at risk. And certainly there's this vicious cost center cycle that oftentimes HR leaders are in. And so really our solutions um, really provide a way for HR leaders like your listeners to really check more of those compliance boxes faster, um, really uh, visualize three-dimensional employee analytics and simplify the onboarding process for new hires, which I know we're going to talk a lot about today, and really um, help, you know, position HR as a value center, which is, I know, what every HR leader is really striving for. Right. Karen, thank you so much. Sarah Beth, yeah, you're nodding like, yes, but you also, I think, have some comments as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that was the perfect tee up, Karen, to really describe um, you know, what we do at Workforce Solutions. Um, and then to get a little more specific, we're really focused on that employee life cycle from hiring and onboarding to active employees to even as they're offboarding the organization. So, um, you know, under this hiring and onboarding, um, you know, helping make sure that you're getting the right candidates in seats. That's part of it. Uh, another part is as they're as you've made the decision to hire your next new employee, um, what does their onboarding process look like? Look like, you know, it, it's so important to make sure that uh, employees' first impression of your organization are on the mark while also being in compliance. So, uh, we offer, you know, everything from helping you get your I-9s completed, WASI Work Opportunity Tax Credit screening. Um, you know, state forms, required federal forms, all of these different areas that, as Karen mentioned, are um, really compliance concerns, they're administrative burdens for uh, HR, and it's easy for um, teams to get caught up in the weeds of all of those nuances and forget the, the bigger, st more strategic picture. So, um, you know, from a hiring and onboarding perspective, that's where we help uh, employers from an active employee standpoint, uh, the, the work number is, is you know, one of our, our bread and butter. It's, it's where we started in this space. And um, that is a verification service that allows for your employees to get instant access to um, different lines of credit services from government agencies. It, it takes HR out of being sort of the tactical middleman and helps automate uh, giving employees access to the, the goods and services that they need. Um, there's also Affordable Care Act management, again, another one that's, that's just riddled with a number of compliance regulations. And, um, and so we help employers manage um, that, that process, giving them insights into that process and unemployment uh, cost management as well. So that's been a, a big topic, especially over the last few years and uh, and our organization helps helps employers manage both the uh, the unemployment claims process as well as the cost associated with that with unemployment. So those are kind of at a high level if I had to bucket it into a few different areas. Um, you know those are those are the different areas. Yeah thank you uh, Karen and Sarah Beth for that overview. It, one thing my, just as an observation for me who you know 
did some of this stuff for a while. I haven't done, have, haven't had to deal with it directly in, in some time now. It sounds like a tremendous amount of stuff, right? When you start, you're talking about onboarding and, and forms and I-9s and WOTC stuff and all, every state's got, it, they never stop making up new rules. That's for sure. And the federal government as well. Like uh, there's that, that push to simplify things never seems to really catch on, right? Things always seem to get more complex and, and on and on and on, right? So, I mean, you'd have to be really, really optimistic and maybe foolish to think it's going to get simpler, right, for HR and for organizations to remain on top of these uh, compliance issues and these regulations, because it's, it's never going to get simpler, I, I, I don't expect. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, perfect. I know that, that it just everybody's like, oh, my God, it's it's the worst. One of the things, Sarah, you talked about, I'm going to start there, Sarah Beth, with because uh, you're talking about this at HR Tech coming up in just a few weeks now. That's hard to believe, too. But um around onboarding, right? And onboarding is critical, right? Because every organization, most people now have realized setting people up for success in large part is influenced by the onboarding process, both from a, you know, just going through the, the, the right process steps, getting the right forms filled out, getting them done in a timely manner, but also some of the other things associated with onboarding, like giving them a warm, quote unquote, welcome to the organization, helping them sort of begin to acclimate, et cetera, et cetera. You're, be you're talking around some of the, um, the risks to onboarding and some of the myths around onboarding. I'd love for you to maybe give us a little overview of how you guys think about onboarding, how you think about helping your clients, obviously, uh, support their new employees and maybe tease one or two of the things you might share at HR Tech, but without giving it away, because we want people to come and see you in person, talk about this. Yes, definitely. Please do come see us at HR Tech. We'd love to have you in our uh, session on this topic. And on that note, I just want to say how excited I am about HR Tech. I'm looking forward to it. It's always the, the banner conference of the year for us, um, just to, to attend and, and meet um, you know, people like you, Steve, the listeners on the show. So really excited and, uh, and hope to see you all there. Come visit us at our booth. Um, you know, as we think about um, onboarding, you know, I, I guess to, to think about those challenges that Karen referenced, they really fit squarely in with HR leaders onboarding challenges. So it, it's constantly monitoring those changing state and federal regula regulations, whether it's specific to an I-9, or if it's more broad about a, a state notice, you know, many states have requirements that they have to show every single new hire. Just the monitoring of all of those sure. changing uh, regulations is quite a bear for employers or their internal, maybe it's a legal or compliance team, but either way, it's, it's a big lift on employers. Um, and we all know, you know more and more employees are working remotely. So it's been really interesting to see the shift of employers who say, you know, we can start onboarding on day one when that employee comes into the office versus, you know, the significant escalated shift over the last few years of more and more employees working virtually or in that hybrid environment where they may not necessarily be coming on site and they're expecting to be able to get to work quickly. They, they don't want to wait around to have their paperwork right. filled out. They don't want to touch paper, right? They wanna do everything uh, digitally. Um, and then of course, the increase in employee expectations. Um, you know, this, uh, the, the world that we live in is, uh, is very, um, where, where individuals have expectations and they, uh, they think that their employers should and, and rightfully so should meet those uh, those uh, expectations and so that can result in higher turnover. So what can we do on the, the front end um, to help HR leaders like you retain 
those employees. So um, yeah, just to give a little snippet into uh, you know, some of those myths are one is, you know, compliance and having a differentiated, great employee experience are at odds. I can't have both. And, uh, and okay. so we I would like share that. With right, you. right. Because we, we want to think that, yeah. oh, compliance just is boring. It's fill out paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and people hate that, quote unquote. Right. So you're saying that's right. that can be a myth, right? Yes, absolutely. You can. I dig that. Sure, maybe maybe compliance can be, uh, you know, a little boring, but at the same time, you can still meet those requirements by still having a great positive uh, onboarding experience. And uh, you know, a, a few ways to be able to do that are connecting your systems together. I, you know, we all know that uh, it's very common to have multiple different vendors throughout the HR space, even within your onboarding space. So how can you kind of seamlessly connect either through APIs or other or uh, integrations, your different systems to help make that process simpler for the employee, but then still hitting those compliance needs. Um, you know, and having a, a system that helps you stay audit ready, that uh, keeps all of your forms in one location so that you're, again, hitting those, hitting those needs, you're in compliance, but it looks and feels like a seamless new hire experience for those coming onto the organization. I can, I, that makes sense. I could, cause I would have naturally, and many people would have said, oh my God, it's staying compliant and filling out all the forms and making sure state and federal forms X, Y, Z are all done. That doesn't really sound that exciting and, and all that, but A, we know it's important and B, like that's not at odds with providing a great experience to employees, especially critically in that that early part of their engagement with the organization. So uh, thank you, Sarah Beth, for that. Karen, I want to pivot to you because when I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, I want to do some HR tech shows in the run-up to the HR tech conference. And I was looking through some of our things that we have planned for this year and what the the item the the subject you're going to be talking about stood out to me because I I feel like it's an important one and it's one that's that's critically underserved both in our industry and by the technology industry more broadly which is basically how do we better support workers on the front line whether we call them <laughs> shift based workers hourly workers lower income workers you call them whatever you like I feel like in many organizations, they're 80, 90% of the workforce, and we don't do enough industry-wide. I don't mean you at Equifax. They, obviously, you do because you're going to be coming to HR Tech to talk about the subject a lot. But one that stands out to me for sure, I'm trying to do more in that area as well, both on this show and some of the other things that we're doing. Karen, I'd love for you to maybe tell us a little bit about what you'll be talking about at HR Tech, but maybe even more importantly, why it's an important topic to you personally and, and, and or the team at Equifax. Yeah, that's a that's a great question and really great observation, Steve, because, you know, every single part of an employee's life cycle really matters. And right now, with so much uh, competition and more for talent, you know, organizations um, really can't afford to sacrifice any part of that life cycle, especially not for frontline employees, especially because it's so hard right now to keep great people. And for a lot of these employers that we work with, um, the frontline employees are um, the reason they exist, right? Um, that, that is where the magic happens. And so, you know, with that in mind, what we're talking about at that uh, session 
in a few uh, short weeks here is, um, you know, how do you really um, take things that might be seemingly little or seem like very small things and turn those into um, really great retention efforts for your lower income employees? Couple things I'll mention that we'll be talking about is, um, in particular, offboarding is a um, a sleeping giant. We believe not a lot of people talk about offboarding uh, in that life cycle. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, Karen. This came yeah, up please. in some either it was either on one of the shows or in some other conversation I was having. And I'm a labor market data geek. Just it's mm-hmm. one of my. I'm so boring. That's like one of my hobbies. And but I was pointing out to this person that you know, there are 6.5 million new hires every month, right? In a good month. And there's six point some million, 6 million, 6.2 million separations every month in a normal right. month. So the, so the offboarding topic, Karen, you're right on. That's, this is an important and underserved uh, topic as well. Right. And it's a huge impact for employer brand, which, um, you know, the word of mouth about how you treat your employees can mean everything. Um, and, you know, with internet access and social media, you know, organizations can't afford to have any weakness in any of their life cycle. And so when we think about offboarding, you know, some of the things that we're hearing from clients is a is a newfound shift to emphasis on this offboarding process. We'll be talking about how do you make this offboarding process uh, simplified and to ensure, again, you're getting that right compliance solution at that time so that you don't put the company at risk while also having, as Sarah Beth mentioned, you can have a great experience while also staying compliant. You do not have to, to sacrifice one for the other. You know, asking for feedback is so important when an employee separates from your organization. Um, So, you know, how do you uh, make those types of processes turnkey as part of your process? The other thing that we're hearing a lot about are things like alumni groups to make sure that employees stay in touch and stay in touch with the company. And then there's a lot of boomerangs, especially with frontline workers. How do you ensure that your organization is a place they'll want to come back to and how they leave means everything. The other thing we're going to be talking a little bit about, and this is a little a little bit of a sneak peek, is we'll be talking about reemployment. How do you make sure that when someone separates um, in an involuntary way, how do you make sure that person finds employment Um, as soon as possible, not only because it's what's best for that employee to get back to work quickly, but also because, you know, it's what's best for the organization. The sooner that you aren't, um, you know, dealing with the unemployment management costs and the taxes associated with that, the better off your organization is going to be. So um, these are topics that are, are really critical and uh, can really make an impact on your uh, lower income workers and make a difference for the better. Yeah, great. Karen, thank you for that a little bit. I, I do want to ask um, about verifications really quickly because uh, Starbest talked about it just briefly, I think, uh, a little bit earlier in the show, but I want I want to swing back around to it again. Not as much so for the nuts and bolts of how it works, which is obviously critically important and a big part of the services and the 
the information services Equifax can provide to employers, but also what it means to actual individuals that are impacted by the process and and how they can benefit from their employer, right, being able to sort of process these requests accurately, one and two, in a timely manner, and what that means to the frontline, Karen, the frontline workers. And I mean, it's, it's important to everybody, I guess, but it, I think it can be particularly important to those frontline or perhaps lower income workers. Yeah, so it's interesting. And I think this conversation is more relevant now than ever, because at Equifax, we are extremely focused on helping people live their financial best. And what that means, especially in an economy like the one that we're entering, whether or not uh, this is a recession, I know there's a lot of debate about Mm -hmm. that right now. Um, You know, we are certainly seeing, um, you know, there's, there's market challenges that are undeniable right now. And those do impact your employees. So um, really making sure that your employees um, can have access to credit and aid quickly is imperative. And it's an employer's responsibility when it comes to being able to verify employment. Um, I just saw a statistic the other day that really caught me by surprise. You know, um, auto applicants are 40% more likely to be funded when lenders use a third-party income and employment verification in the decision process. So when you think about that, and even when you think about those um, those lower income employees, they're really depending on quick access and verification. Um, Employers, if, um, you know, have the um, opportunity with the right partner to provide that access quickly. And, um, you know, that's a really important part of that employee experience. I don't know, Sarah, but do you have anything to add there? That's a great point. Sorry, but I'd love for your comments on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and just to, Karen did a great job illustrating the impact to the individual employee, or in this case, really a a consumer of goods or even services from government agencies. And then, you know, to tie it back to the employer, um, you know, especially if we're looking at these uh, kind of lower income hourly type workers, um, you know, so that we used an auto example, right? So if that individual does not have that instant access to verify their income and employment, the car dealership isn't going to turn them away. They want, they want to get that car off the lot. What's going to happen in a lot of cases is they'll just give them a higher interest rate because that individual is um, a higher risk. And so, yes, that's an impact to the employee themselves, but it's also an impact to the employer because now they may be looking to go to an employer across the street where they can get a dollar more an hour um, to be able to afford that, you know, higher payment than what they may have originally been um, been focused on. So definitely an impact across the board to employers as well as employees and um, having this, this instant access is so critical to, to both spectrums there. Yeah, that's a great point. And as I've, I've as I've listened to Karen and now Sarah Best talk about this issue and sort of sort of sort of the impact it has on individual uh, people in their lives. And, and I apologize if Equifax kind of frames it up this way when you talk about it. But to me, this is just another component of kind of employee financial well-being, right? That 
largely doesn't get talked about so much. Like most of the conversations I've seen over the last few years around employee financial well-being, you know, you get into things like 401k and retirement and savings plans, or maybe even uh, ac earned access to pay on a more frequent basis. And those are all great things. They're important things. And I'm actually glad that the employee financial well-being conversations are happening way more than they happened seven, eight, 10 years ago. But this is an important element of it as well, right? It directly impacts in people's financial well-being, which Sarah Beth made a great point, right? That could have downstream impacts on their employment situation, their stress levels, their overall ability to kind of, you know, be productive, happy, satisfied, uh, uh, not just employees, which is great, but also just members of the, you know, family members and community members as well. And it's hard sometimes, admittedly, right, to make that through line between some of these, oh, these really kind of fairly standardized compliance related processes and then turn them into hey impact statements right or what they mean to people but i think it's important for organizations for hr leaders for folks listening to the show realize hey they, they really are important right these these have a direct impact on the quality of people's lives and that's really what we're trying to do right we're trying to both help our organizations succeed but we're doing that through people right and and, and having them have the opportunity to be their best selves at work these are these elements these elements matter absolutely yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's next, guys? Do we have any kind of um, things to look forward to? We've talked about HR Tech. We touched on both your sessions at HR Tech. That's great. Any other plans coming up? The fall's coming up. I'm not putting on a spot too much, but typically, right, the fall, once we get through those the, the tough summer months, fall is like kind of everybody gets back to the office, if you will, or back to the home office, if you will, after Labor Day. And uh, anything we can look forward to coming down the road, both either related to HR tech or other things that are happening at, at, at EWS coming up? Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and start. And, and I know Sarah Beth will have some additions too. You know, two things that we're very excited about um, that, you know, again, we believe um, little things can make a huge difference to an employer's employee base. And so with that in mind, um, we have an identity theft protection solution um, that can really help an organization to protect their employees and their families um, from, you know, from identity theft, which is a, yeah. a real um, threat. You oh, can sure. provide this um, as part of your benefits package to your employees. And so when you're thinking about attracting and retaining talent, you know, um, those types of perks can really make a huge difference and um, can add tremendous value in your total compensation package that you're providing, especially again, and you'll hear me talk a lot about this, Steve, um, we're very passionate about providing that full package to those lower, lower income workers. Yeah, and so this can make sure. a huge difference for them um, in, in making sure that they're protected against uh, things like identity theft. The other thing that um, is going to be something that we talk a lot about is how we're really helping the financial well-being of the workforce by leveraging data and analytics. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's no shortage of data and analytics out there, but what if HR people could create more targeted programs, um, you know, uh, more targeted benefit packages and solutions by um, looking at the financial wellness of your employees? That's a huge opportunity as well. 
Um, if you know that, um, you know, hey, your workforce is struggling in a particular area against a, a, the industry standard or other organizations of your size, um, that's something that you can really use to sweeten your benefits package um, and provide huge value to uh, those employees that you're serving. So um, that workforce financial IQ, as we call it, getting smarter about the data analytics um, piece of how, how you're providing and even coupling that with, you know, medical claims data that you already have can make a huge difference in what you're providing. Yeah, I think that's great. It's a huge opportunity there, right? The it's another show from like labor market economy weekly podcast I do, but this bifurcation between kind of, you know, I don't know, like used cars have gone up like double in price right over a year and rents and mortgages and everything else is through the roof. Yet we see data all the time, about 50, maybe even 60% of the U S workforce is kind of just going month to month, right. Check to check to meet the, it's just to get by. And, and certainly uh, just day-to-day goods and services inflation is, uh, just, you know, rained havoc on that. So huge opportunity, Karen. I totally agree with you for employers to to fold in better insights, better technology, better data, right? To make better decisions, to help their employees. I think that's pretty awesome. That's exciting. Sorry, Beth, I'll give you the last word before we let go. What are you excited about coming up in the next few months uh, to next year or so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, earlier this year, just a, a couple of months ago, um, we launched our uh, a new offboarding form solutions. And so this really, you know, there's there's state required separation notices that uh, are required to be delivered to anybody that's separating uh, from your organization, regardless of if it's voluntary or not. And um, what we've, you know, learned over the years is just how significant of a challenge this is for employers going back to where we started staying in compliance, managing the HR administration of um, of these different forms. And so we launched a, a brand new solution uh, to help employers manage this process. And uh, it's been wildly successful and exciting across our, our organizations. And, um, you know, so as I, I look to the future, that's obviously that's launched recently. So it's already been launched. But as I look to the future, I know we'll continue to look for ways to help employers manage that offboarding process to help provide services to those offboarded employees um, to overall help employers with either the compliance, the cost, and the administrative uh, burdens of, of uh, the offboarding piece of that uh, employee life cycle. So very it. excited about more things to come there. I, I thank you, Sarah Beth. I'm not going to tell the story, but I what specifics of the story because I either I'll get in trouble or someone else will but there is a story in my past about I don't want to say where it was I definitely want to say that but like some new regulations came down the pico they weren't around separations they were around uh, wage theft they were wage theft related and uh there was definitely discussions at a place I was at, like the, the complexity to the systems that we had to change them in order to sort of be compliant with the reporting requirements, et cetera, et cetera, versus what if we just paid the fine, you know, and just didn't do it, right? And there was definitely meetings like I participated in where that was the discussion and it shouldn't be, that's my point. Like our systems should have been reactive. The Our partners that we were using to supply us with the information we needed should have been there for us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Instead of, Oh, let's just pay the fine. We, we just won't do it. Right. So uh, anyway, that's a story for uh, right. another day, probably. All right. This has been really, really fun. Uh, I want to thank Sarah Beth Todd 
and Karen Lorderstein, both from Equifax, for joining me today for part one of our three-part series uh, in the next several weeks, uh, sort of prepping us, talk about HR technology, talk about some of the issues that are impacting organizations and their people, right, and, and sort of tease a little bit uh, about what's coming up at the HR Tech Conference. I can't wait to see you guys out at HR Tech in just a few short weeks. I'm excited. And, and thank you again, uh, Sarah Beth and Karen, for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Excited to be here. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, everybody at Equifax for being such great friends and partners over the years. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to the show, of course. And a reminder, you can learn all about our show at hrhappyhour.net or wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe we'll see you out at the HR Tech Conference this fall in Las Vegas. For our guests, Karen and Sarah Beth, my name is Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now.